When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Rehab Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and we are here to talk about everything from episode 12, RuPaul's Drag Race season 14. We had another non-elimination week, but at least the Golden Chocolate Bar is out of here as Bosco is saved uh, via the Willy Wonka RuPaul twist. So let's talk about everything from this episode. And of course, we have our wonderful panel here with you today. First, let me welcome in Beth Dixon. Beth, how are you? I am doing well. Um, I am happy that the twist is over so we can have the rest of the season. But it is not lost on me that it is episode 12. And we still have like 15 queens. So, uh, But no, I mean, we knew this was coming at some point happy it happened we can move on now right i believe this is four out of the six previous weeks have been non-eliminations which just like for context think about that on any other show you know because like yeah of course it's great that it's like a longer season but cast more queens because in what season of survivor big brother would four out of six weeks with no one going home be acceptable like it's just not it's called edge of extinction at that point right (laughs) and remember how much we all loved that yeah, so fun. <laughs> All right. Well, and of course, we uh, you know have the the fabulous Amon Adwin. You heard his voice, and I can't wait to get his takes on all of this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, people were tagging us in a couple of tweets this week, um, which we love. We love the you know the interaction with everyone listening to the podcast is wonderful. Please continue to do so. But I saw I, I saw a lot of a uh, sentiment that you know having a longer season is better for the queens because then that means more airtime, which means that they can you know, uh, seek more gigs outside of the show. I'm like, yes and no. Like, I think Mm -hmm. that having airtime is definitely a plus, but I think that you can still book gigs without a 20 episode (laughs) season. Like, I think, I think as long as you have a good presence on the show and, uh, you, you show out and you, uh, you, you, you do the thing. And you play your cards right on social media and after the show, I feel like you can still get a good, you know, good showing on the, uh, you know, on, on the outside. So yeah, I, I look, RuPaul is going to get his money. We know this. Um, and maybe, maybe I won't be so, so negative about the season being as long as it is because ultimately it is great to have all of these queens get a chance to showcase their art. But in terms of an entertainment factor, it's a valid critique that the entertainment value will decrease with overexposure. Right. And the longer and longer that we are here, the less and less things we can say about these queens because it's been 12 weeks. It's been <laughs> three months. So, you know, so you all of 2022, by the way. <laughs> <Essentially>. <laughs> Except for yeah. the first week. Listen, back in my day when this show was on logo. <laughs> Queens got booked no problem after that show. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's like, I, I actually don't, it's not a critique inherently of longer seasons. It's a critique of the number of non-elimination episodes because by bringing yeah. the two queens back at the beginning, six of 12, six of 12 episodes, effectively no one has gone home. Yeah. Right. The other part of this too to remember is that while it does help the queens who stay longer in the competition, 
it makes you forget the first few queens who leave even more so. Like, I totally forgot Alyssa Hunter was on this season yeah. until I saw her amazing runway for Mirror right. Mirror. Um, and which if you guys haven't done that, please check out her social media. She's amazing. And if you go to her show, tip her well. Um, oh, yeah. but, all of my Disney sensibilities were going off. I was like, yes, it was so good. It was so good. But that's the point, right? Um, to Amon's point here, like, uh, having to be good at social media, that's really important. She's clearly good at it. Um, to the point where she's like, <laughs> if I was there, I'd still be slaying. And we're like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> It would be. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing is, is that we look back. Oh, right. You know, June Jambalaya, Alyssa oh, Hunter. Yeah. These are Queens Orion story. Right. These are Queens. And I think it's that's also part of it is because four of the six have been uh, non eliminations have been concentrated in these past six weeks. Mm-hmm. And so it's also like the same. It just feels so there's no flow to it. It feels awkward. Like what other reality show does this? I, yeah. I just I, I don't know. Ugh, I, I feel I, like the storylines get very. They get they lose their oomph a lot sooner too, right? Which I yeah. think sort of like contributes a bit more to some of the ire that some of these queens get. Like there's like everybody, there's like so much controversy around Diabetti. and I was like, well, if these queens would go home, yeah, do we- <laughs> then maybe we wouldn't be seeing a diary room every damn episode of her complaining. Mm. <laughs> so. And here's the thing, right? I have been somewhat of a diabetti apologist on this uh, channel. I listen. I love that she says what's on her mind. I will continue mm-hmm. to beat the drum that she can be a brat. And mm-hmm. but other than that, which is why I thought it was really funny that in Untalk she was like went in Camden and everything's like, well, I was coming off a little bit of brush. And everyone's like, no, no, no. And she was like, a little bit. And I was like, that's fresh. That is fresh coming from diabetic. But at least she knows what a brat looks like. Um that but the whole point, though, is like it's creating drama within the queens and having certain storylines for queens purely because of no one going home. Yep. That should yeah. not be a part <laughs> of a main storyline. It could be like one episode where it's like, mm, darn, a queen came back or, oh, my gosh, we had a double eliminate or a double Shantae. Then move on. The fact mm-hmm. that it's like this so many weeks, that's the part that's tiring. But I'm totally mm-hmm. with you, Liana. Let's get more queens, have a longer season that way, and share the love a little bit more. Because God knows there's enough talented queens in this country. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, that, that's that's where ultimately I think it comes down on it. And, you know, they are producing a television show at the end of the day. And when you just feel the stagnation, it just it's it's tough. Now, that being said, we did have a queen go last week. Uh, we joked it would be funny if only we, one queen were eliminated in the month of March. The cards sayeth. So Jasmine is our only queen to have left and, of course, leaves the longest message, which I just wanted to mention before we talk about our main challenge. Of course, she's the one who, like, wrote this whole soliloquy. Like, out yeah, I would, the, too. The I would be such a putty <laughs> bitch. I'd get up there and be like, I'd be writing in tiny little letters. I'd need four lipsticks. Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say, you know she asked for more lipsticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah all right okay so look i think let's uh let's move on to some stuff that's more positive we obviously know our feelings about the fact that it's an elimination but the bright side like beth mentioned look it's done okay Mm -hmm. we know it's over there better be no more non-alims right we're sailing all the way to the finale hopefully i can't wait for finale night to have the top six it's gonna be great (laughs) right But look, I think the queens really got to show off this week. We had the Rusical Challenge, which, as I mentioned, I was so excited as a huge Moulin Rouge fan. And I, at first, I was like, okay, they're all RuPaul songs. I was like, okay, you know what? These queens are killing it. I'm kind of getting into this. Yes, by the end, I was having the best time. Yeah, as uh, as uh, into musical theater, musicals, and all that stuff as I am, I'm, I'm still yet to see Moulin Rouge. I know a few. I know a few of the songs just by virtue of being mm-hmm. in the you know the musical space. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it, so I was like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to have as much enjoyment with this because I don't really know the plot. But then when they just literally just did a bunch of RuPaul songs, I was just like, okay, well, I guess at least with the music, I can still sort of like follow along with what's going on. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it 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 was fun. I definitely think this is probably one of the better ones because some of these mm-hmm. musicals are bad like just <laughs> really bad so yeah um i at least had i had fun with this one and i'm so glad that uh what's his face got to 
make several cameo appearances. Leslie Jordan. <laughs> Leslie Jordan, yeah. Yes. It was so good. I I agree. I think this is a really strong one. Everybody really delivered. Um and I really do think that I like that the judging started off with, hey, we have to really split hairs here because it was mm-hmm. like hair splitting with what who had to be in the top and the bottom. Well, I mean, I think it was kind of clear that Camden like stole the show. But other than that, I think everybody was super, super strong. My only complaint is why the fuck was this 12 minutes long? It was so long. I, I literally was like got about halfway through and then realized I haven't even seen Willow yet. And then Willow came on and Willow did amazing. But I was just like, oh, my God, it's not even nearly over. And now she's done with her bit and they're still going. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That also is a testament to how much those queens had to learn and mm-hmm. still fall off to that level. Um, I feel like the musical challenges have been getting progressively longer and longer, like yeah, we're going to add 30 seconds here and 30 seconds here each season, um, which does show you like just how impressive this is. Um, this is also, is this the first time we've had guest stars in the Rusical itself? So Ginger came back to play Donald Trump in yeah. Trump the Rusical. That's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Andy Cohen's That's- face was in yeah. um, the Conflama, the one... Um, Farmer Rusical, that one, yep. but yep. it was just like his face on like a thing that they were holding up. Those and Michelle Visage did the like the voiceovers of herstory kind of thing, but that she was about did, it. And the Madonna yeah. one, she did the and voiceover. Madonna. But I think like yeah, in terms of of two sort of really active characters with Leyland and Leslie Jordan stepping in here, no, yeah, that's the only one that I, I have to say. What a what a risk against the queens, by the way, because like imagine you have to share the stage with Leslie Jordan and outshine him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good for good on them for doing a really great job. Because if you can't take that spotlight, you're in the bottom in that situation. So that's mm-hmm. even more of an added challenge. I think again, I think they just re- did really, really well. I also loved it wasn't just like RuPaul like album songs, like they had like. You know, the UK Hun was in there. They had like, what was the other one that was um, like a group challenge number that they mm-hmm. did? That was, uh, I can't remember, but there was another one that I was like, yes, oh my gosh, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice spread of yeah. all because we do mm-hmm. typically, we tend to see a lot of the same ones throughout mm-hmm. the years over and over and over again being used, but there were some newer ones that were put in there and some ones that like some more obscure RuPaul songs that only like a real fan of Drag Race or just a, a fan of, RuPaul's yeah. music in general. I don't know how many of those there's are. Those are, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't know it unless you unless you were like a fan. Yeah. Plus, with the <laughs> title being Mulan Ru, it also yeah. then like kind of fits. So I was okay with it. Yeah. They put yeah. Jealous of My Boogie in French, which was like fun. Yeah. I, I just jealous, I'm happy. <laughs> I just feel like this is really well done overall. Yeah. Um, and you know the the one thing about Leslie Jordan and Leland being in the show was when they were not judges at first. I was like, that's a missed opportunity. And then they show back up in the show. I was like, oh, okay, thank God. Like, I accept (laughs) that then. (laughs) But also, I have to give credit where credit's due here, which is we have had how many just absolutely horrific musicals and from a writing stance that, like, snaps all around. This was perfectly written. And Leland did that. Or not Leland. um, Yeah. Yeah, Leland did that. And then, yeah, Miguel Zarate was the choreographer and Leslie yep. Jordan was the director. Sorry, AKA Miss Baby Wipes. <laughs> that was the best. I had no idea. That was amazing. Miss mm. Baby Wipes. The other thing that was uh-uh. funny was when they were talking about Leslie Jordan. This felt like such a generational thing because Bosco was like, oh, yeah, Will and Grace. And George's is like, TikTok. <laughs> 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 yeah. The way that I actively was like, no, Georges, please, please. <laughs> well, now I understand why. Yeah, oh my God, no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> well, she hates musical theater, also. <laughs> she does. I was, uh, you know, I, betrayal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I love my baby, little baby Georges, but uh, I was, I was like, okay, never mind. Then I might have to. Did that feel like I a personal to attack to you, Amon? You know, that is like the the most played out excuse for not liking musicals. So not really. Like, I'm just waiting on somebody to just not like musicals for a reason other than they don't like people just bursting out into song. I'm like, 
but that's the point. It's music. And we all love music, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it just of- it just was what it was. It's not a very hot take. <laughs> no, it's not a hot take. Uh, what I think was interesting is that everybody on Twitter was acting like she was talking about musical theater nerds, not musical theater oh. itself. And I was like, if you watch, she's clearly talking about musical theater itself. She wasn't like, yeah. I don't yeah. like musical theater nerds because they just burst out singing. I'm like, which is also true. I, I hello i just i do that all the time um but everyone's like did you feel offended by that and i was like no (laughs) like you cannot like something i like that's cool yeah yeah all right well let's get into some of the nitty-gritty of the rusical here so i think the first group that makes sense to talk about is sort of the Christina, Lil Pink, Maya, or Lil Pink, Lil Kim, well, Pink, be, Maya be, of be, it all. Before we do that, can we talk about Lil, the, Lil, uh, oh, the drama? The, of the, the drama beforehand? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Ru gives them the opportunity to pick their own roles, which is Amon is talking about led to so much drama. Yeah. Uh, let them pick their own roles. A lot of the queens seem to get what they wanted for the most part because no one else really wanted what they wanted. Uh, like I, I think they or Daya was able to get what Deja. she wanted. Deja was able to get. Oh my god, uh, that moment with Deja where Deja's like, "So I was the only winner last week, so I'm gonna get. I really want this part, and it's like crickets." It's like you didn't have yeah. to fight for it. <laughs> it like, we ain't gonna fight you, the girl. better way to go about that is like not pull the winner card until you need to and just mm-hmm. sit back and be like, uh, I really want this. I've been very accommodating to other people. Is there anybody and else who wants this? You kind of already got your flowers for being the only winner. Totally. The prize for that was the whole episode and being able to sit there and watch <laughs> the entire thing go down. So yeah. that sort of expired already, girl. You don't have to keep bringing that up every time. Side um, note, am I the only one who doesn't have a blanket on me right now? <laughs> I look up and both of you have blanket. these blankets on your laps and I'm like, oh. I didn't realize how uh, in view of what's <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it is. Uh, it might be late uh, March, but it's we live on the East Coast, okay? It is cold. It's true. It's true. <laughs> this time of year can go from being winter part four to spring mm. part two any given day. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, okay, yeah. So essentially, yeah. So like Amon mentioned, there's like some fights for, um, there's very few fights. Were there any fights over the Green Fairy? I felt like everyone was like, no, it's Willow. Um, Somebody else wanted to forget. Oh, Wasn't right, Angeria yeah. wanted to be Green Fairy yeah. or Talent, and then she didn't get either, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. had to be. She was charisma, charisma, yeah, which no one wanted. Um, yeah, but she does fine. So. It is so funny to me when they're like, "No one wanted Talent. Nobody wanted <laughs> Nerve. Nobody." Like, I just think it's really funny. Nobody wanted Charisma. <laughs> um, I'm like, bitch. That's the only thing that half the time that people win with. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, 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 I mean, they're doing what the producers want them to do, right? Because I have to imagine when they write these these scripts, they there are star starring roles, and then there are roles that are sort of they don't they have the least amount of lines. They come out maybe towards the end of the show, and that's the role where it's either you fail with it or you come out and you do something interesting with it, and the judges get impressed because it's like, oh wow, you had a small part and you still overcame. So we know that the girls are going to want to read the script and then see which roles are going to be the roles that really land you in the hot seat and which ones are the ones that usually land you in the top or in the middle. And then you're just forced to fight over it. Um, so when it came down to, to Bosco and uh, Lady Camden, I mean, in the season prior, I don't even know if they've seen this season. I don't know if they were filming during season 13, but we literally just saw them do the musical last time. And Tina Burner was the MC, which is essentially the role that they were fighting or that the role that Lady Camden did not want. Literally just saw Tina Burner not do well with it. And that was like supposed to be Tina's challenge. So, of course, all of this anxiety about whether or not you're going to be able to succeed with an MC role because it's a lot of pressure and there really isn't much characterization to an MC because all they do is push the show along. I totally understood, like, not wanting to take that part. And... I did not like the fact that Bosco was like, we should make the queens decide because it no, felt like she, she felt like it felt like she already knew that she was going to be able to overcome that way. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, no, fuck you. Everybody else got to get their part pretty much decided by the fact that no one else wanted it. So shouldn't wouldn't the most fair thing to do would be to flip the coin. And I was so upset that they went ahead and like gave pretty much just gave it to Bosco and didn't just go with the coin flip. Just go with the coin flip. Unless there was like some production finagling going on. It's like, oh yeah, no, we don't have any coins on set. Sorry. <laughs> we gotta vote. We don't have any coins. Sorry. <laughs> um, what about, didn't, uh, was it was it UK season two? Somebody had to audition, wasn't it? Or was it last season? Yeah, no, no. We've we've had this before where if it's come down to two, they've like held an audition before. I have that memory yeah, as I well. I would have preferred that, that over that just like voting. 13, wasn't it? Oh, God. It might I don't been, remember. Actually. There's so many drag races. I used to be an encyclopedia and I just can't. It, it, I, feel like, I feel like that was very recent. I feel like it might have been. It was within the past like year, I feel like. Although I say yeah. that about most things and Corona has really messed me up time-wise. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. But I just, I kind of, I kind of like the auditioning thing. I think I'm pretty sure it was last year um, in yeah. season 13 because it really allowed the queens to showcase what they've got. And then people were like, mm, based off of that, right. this person was stronger at it. SOL. Okay, yeah, it was 13. You're right. It was Rose versus Denali That's for the right. social yeah. media rusical. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes, they voted for Rose. And then Rose yeah, won that, did. didn't she? Uh, she was, or she was in the top. Was in the top. I remember that. Yeah. Season 13. <laughs> 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 anyway. Denali went home, and no, I'm, just I'm just coming up with my own. Uh, <laughs> Basically, I'm trying to make it this episode. <laughs> last year, yeah, I mean, Rose did win that week. Okay, yeah. see, I mean, yeah, I the producers won, and Jan didn't win the musical, but she won the musical. That was like a a redemption. Yo, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, sorry about the, that. I'm keep going. The, the meta storylines of it all. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I just really felt for Lady Camden here, and of course, the producers. I mean, the the whole. We're seeing that the whole season arc for Lady Camden is being the quiet one, you know, the one that's not as outspoken and that she has to learn how to fight for herself and how to stand up for herself and really just flourish and blossom. And this was supposed to be the moment that she was supposed to do that. And it pretty much the queen just said no to her. And there really isn't much that you can do to overcome that. Like if you're going to, if you lose by a vote, you lose by a vote. And there's like no amount of screaming and shouting like, I want this part is going to do anything. So. Um, I, I mean, ultimately, it, you know, she it, ultimately, you know, it, it worked out the way that it should have for her. But it was very frustrating to watch that happen. Mm-hmm. I'm actually I love when she said, you better own this role. Yeah. I wanted it that bad. And then when it was like time to vote for who you wanted to go home, I wish that she I know it's not in her nature. I'm also I, I very much identify with her in the sense where like mm-hmm. on the inside, I would have been like. 
Well, I told her that if she took this role, she had to own it and she didn't. So therefore I vote for her to go home. Like I would have been so petty on the runway, but then I also would have been like her and been like, based off of critiques and alone this week, I guess I'll say Bosco. (laughs) Yeah. She, you know, Lady Camden does sort of end up, although Bosco doesn't go home, she definitely kind of gets that redemption (laughs) there. So at least the episode kind of comes full circle, but I felt really bad for her in that moment, especially because last week I was like renewed my Lady Camden, Camden fandom, Camden Mm -hmm. fandom, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, from her lip sync performances. So it's like, Oh, I wanted her to be successful. But Daya in that moment was being the drama, the producer of it all, being like, oh, I'll keep tally and then causing the tied vote to make Willow pick. (laughs) She was like, if I can't be in the center of the drama with Jasmine, I will create the center of the drama. Mm -hmm. I loved that, though, honestly. Because she knew that Willow is so good at keeping cards close to the chest. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it out there. I'd love to see Diabetti play on like a big brother or something like that. Not because I necessarily think she'll win, but it would be very entertaining feats. Yeah. 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 There were a lot of like, especially because of the Survivor episode this week. Oh, they're going to have to go to Rock's comments, which I was kind of living for. But (laughs) Uh, all right, let's jump into each of the individual roles. So I think we can sort of talk about the first group together, Mm -hmm. which is the like, the little pinks of it all. <laughs> um, so from what I could tell, Georges was like the Christina who played talent. Mm-hmm. Charisma was Angeria, the role that no one wanted, who was Maya. From what I could tell, uniqueness was Daya, um, which was made after pink. And then Deja played nerve. That was sort of the little Kim um, character. So they're the the ones that sort of have the first number and kind of open the show. And I was just I just had such a fun time. But I will say that it was kind of obvious that Georgia stood out because the critique of her face not matching her body 100 percent was true. Mm-hmm. And how many times is she going to get that critique this season? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that, that's not me trying to like come for her. It's um. I think that when she's in the moment, when she's lip syncing, like when she's putting on a show, she's much better at it. But there is still and it's not even her whole face. It's literally her eyes, her eyes. She's just not expressive, even in Mm -hmm. like her voice self in the confessional. Mm -hmm. She'll be like this kind of stuff. But like her face really doesn't change to uh, change that much. Her eyebrows go up a little bit. And that's great. But I think that's something that while now that she's on the show and she can go back and watch this and see potentially where she can improve i think because you know they're going to bring her back for an all-stars like it like rupaul is obsessed with her she's great she's a great lip-syncing talent like i think that she's yeah. one of the things that's just going to grow from all the you know the critiques and such um that she's gotten from the season and from the fandom and be able to just flourish um but i i do think that that's her her biggest thing unfortunately mm-hmm. i mean as all of the critique that she was given about musical theater is like girl you could use it. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the watch a, it. A lot of uh, acting is about your face. This is your canvas. Um, it's not always about the hair and the padding and the fashion. You got all of that pretty much down to a T. Mm-hmm. You you know you pick up choreography really well. You know how to. You're definitely a performer, but you do have to fix this. That's what really sells when you're performing in a musical. Like you have to be yeah. big in theater. That's the whole point. You you perform. Or someone that's all the way in the back row, not the mm-hmm. front. So you want to know the best movie musical to watch one scene of to learn how to use your face and specifically your eyebrows in a very expressive way is the producers, the keep it gay scene. It is you have all these titans of comedic acting. You have Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick, Gary Beach, Roger Bart, and all these people. And all they're doing half the time is just like doing random things, but it makes sense with their face. Just watch that scene and you'll get it. There mm-hmm. you go. Best acting tips. <laughs> we'll be Especially if you're going to be Christina. Like Christina be making yeah. all sorts of faces where she'd be singing. Oh my God. There was yeah. so much comedy there. Like, yeah. It really went for I didn't see any of this. I didn't see any of that stuff. Like, come on. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so the other queen that I, you know, obviously here everyone gets critiques. We don't get a clear top and bottom, but based on the critiques, it seems that Deja was the other one um, who kind of ended up in the bottom here. And I think I also sort of agree there that there was something that was lost. There were elements that were really fun, but I think her runway is really what sinks her into the bottom because it was choices. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing like people talk about this runway saying that the, some somebody at least one of the queens said that the theme that they got was reflective and not mirror mirror so mm-hmm. i'm so confused about what happened there because uh, I, which i would can probably kind of i could kind of understand if that were the case because most of them weren't mirror mirror there were only a few of them that really followed that assignment and one of them was eliminated so i'm like what was the theme what was mm-hmm. going on here yeah i, th- I- I think so when they get their props, it's not the runway theme. Mm-hmm. It's like a description yeah. of what the runway theme could be. And part of that is so that, you know, if somebody gets cast and they need to do an alternate, they're not going back going, well, I can tell you everything that happened or like what the, the runway theme is going to be. Um, but they could give you a general idea. It's one of those things where I also wondered if like they thought it would be like iridescent or something because there was a couple people who had almost iridescent. I mean, Deja definitely did. But there was also other people who I kind of just got that sense like um, Camden, I almost felt like could have almost been iridescent. Um, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. It, it, you kind of want to know what the brief said when they were preparing for this. Um, but even without that portion um as a as a bigger person myself i can understand the the scrunching and bunching that happens with certain you know dresses and such as your skin's moving it just kind of comes up so it's just one of those things you have to be careful of and i did agree with michelle with saying like that that was actually distracting uh if you take that portion off and you're looking underneath you're just seeing a lot of the bunching um yeah. which at the end of the day should not matter yeah. None of these things that we say should, but here we are. But like, she just threw reflective cage and shoulder pads Correct. and a crown on this. And like, even that part looks cheap, which I don't want to like drag a queen for being like, oh, you didn't have a costume, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like even just a nude bodysuit underneath this, just sheer, would yep. have been so cool. Like, you didn't yep. need the dress. And then you even need less fabric because you already have your undergarments on. So right. I don't know. I just, uh, hmm. Also having the cage kind of look and knowing how Georges did the cage kind of look is like <laughs> this just like looks so spirit Halloween in comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh yeah, Angeria and Daya were also safe, it seemed. I was like, okay. Cool yeah, there, there. Willow is the green fairy, and this to me. <laughs> was the black china role i guess it was like the one where you could you weren't on stage for the majority whereas a lot of the other queens were you hop in you have your moment it is only your moment it is 100 focused on you and then you like pop out of that um mm-hmm. and i felt like willow did a great job with what she was given yeah i felt I saw like- some uh some some editing to make her look a little better mm-hmm. i agree i was gonna <laughs> say i kind of felt like you really didn't bring it in the first verse and then mm-hmm. progressively better. But mm-hmm. what I do know about these challenges is they run them twice and edit it together that way. So if you fall, for example, guess what's making the edit? Not the one where you didn't fall. They're going to show the one where you did fall. Um, so I definitely felt like they took some of her best bits and put it together. Um she wasn't horrible by any means. I do think that her part was funnier the way that it kept picking up and going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. She wasn't horrible, but she was definitely offbeat. Mm-hmm. And they would, uh, from the rest of the dancers, and they would cut the backup dancers out and just keep it on her so you didn't have to see how off she was. I was like, mm, okay. right. now we're going to show Bosco. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting there going like this, right? Yeah. <laughs> like Jimbo in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimbo's oh my gosh. paralysis demon, I swear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, well, speaking of Bosco, let's talk about the saltine role. Um, so the great Randy Newpool reached out to me on Twitter, and I have a question um, to pose to the two of you. So uh, his theory is that it felt like the saltine role was such a trap because even though it was the lead role, it felt like there was nowhere to shine, whereas the other roles sort of had those elements. So, Beth, what do you sort of think about that? False. I think that um, that had a lot of places to shine if you are an actor who understands levels, (laughs) understands um, when you're quieter, when you're bigger, when you're, oh, when there's all these things. In the same way that Camden provided levels as the MC, I do think that Camden would have been able to bring the sweetness to the role. Bosco was one level, one face the entire time so of course there's nowhere to go with it because you didn't build in your own peaks and valleys in the performance if you are given something that is seemingly monotone or doesn't have a growth or something you create it yourself Mm -hmm. and that's what distinguishes you from somebody else who can't do it so i will never take that as an excuse as somebody who's done very limited but acting and kind of training because at the end of the day even if you were given like the flattest thing, you can say, oh, boy, I need coffee like 50 different ways. Mm-hmm. So come up with that yourself if you can't get the direction for it. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no I, I completely agree. Um, as a fellow thespian, uh, yeah, you, it's, it's all about how you portray those lines. And I just felt like there were so many moments like the director in me was like, Really? That's how you want to deliver that line? Like, that was supposed to be a funny line. You kind of just gave that away. Um, so I, and the, the, the fact that she used, um, her lip syncing performance as the, like, as, as a means to get this role over Lady Kim was like, oh, do you think that she would have been moving to beat me and swept away? I was like, um, Bosco, I don't think you want to use that as a trump card because the only reason that you were in swept away is because you lost two lip syncs in a row. So I just, I feel like that's just not, the the house of cards to build your argument on and this role wasn't even like a sexy diana ross swept away role like it did at least not 100 percent of the time so i just felt like everything that she did even give us and swept away none of it was really here and either right. they did whether it was the, the first or second one so <laughs> like I I just totally agree. I just think like you were playing the like I don't know like the Sandy role from Greece or something, right? Like it's, yeah. it's yeah, there's some edge to it here, but really, if you're gonna bring some sexiness to it, where is it? Where is it, darling? Where where are is the, the sex? <laughs> Yeah. Where are the hoes? Where is the hoe? We had kind of talked about it last week with her being kind of awkward, right? When it came to like the sexiness of it all. And so I felt like this like translated. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely at first I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, why would you want this? But I think it's because she did so poorly with it. And yeah. it's like, doesn't seem because once I got thinking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, she had you had the like the moment with the Christian character who Leyland played that they had the come on camera angles, like spinning around them, mm-hmm. getting that shot. I know, they're really uh, going for these Emmys, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also, I, I don't know how much choice they have over these things, because like, I don't know, for these types of musicals where it's like, you don't know if you're going to be playing that role, like, how do you have the outfit? I don't right. know. I don't know how any of that works. Like, Lady Camden had the like, perfect ringmaster outfit. She had to have been given that, right? Like, I feel I like sure they had yeah. Some of the things are given, and then, I mean, you're also told bring any number of other kinds of stuff that could fit challenges. So it's not always about just runways, right? You always have to bring a bunch of extra stuff that you might be able to use. So I don't know. I I very much feel like they probably were like, here you go. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, because I hated this. I hated Bosco's outfit. It was so bad. It was so bad. It just looks so bad. And especially because, I mean, it's hard with like being such a big fan of like Moulin Rouge because like Satine's outfits are just to die for. They're gorgeous. And this is not that so that was hard as well (laughs) 
Yeah, not okay. her shining moment. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about the lady of the hour, Lady Camden, as the Zidler Mama Z role here, who really just was like, once Angeria is sort of able to talk her back into her normal self, just runs with this role yeah. from the get-go. It was yeah. so good. And I love that, uh, you know, because... it. I loved how real Lady Camden was being about, like just being disappointed about everything, and even even in people coming over her, coming over to her and saying, "Oh, you don't worry, you're going to be good at it." It's like you're just saying that because you feel good about what you got, so like you're mm-hmm. just trying to like assuage your own guilt. Uh, but then Angeria was like, "Girl, I didn't want my shit either." <laughs> so <laughs> either you get it together now, get out of your head, and deliver what's on the paper for this role. Or you let it eat you up and then you end up in the back like Jan. So like w- yeah. pick one or the other girl. So mm-hmm. and, she, and then she did. She did. She and she she used her ballet. Um, and the, the choreographer gave her a lot to work with as well. Um, mm-hmm. So because, you know, like as you saw with Tina Burner, you can be on stage the whole time and give us nothing. <laughs> but that was not the case for uh, for Lady Camden. So I love that it's 2022. We're still coming for Tina Burner. <laughs> <laughs> she does not own red, orange, and yellow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but it is true. Like I, watching her, I agree that when uh, Ross said she could be on Broadway, I was like, yeah, that's the quality. Because this, this for me wasn't like when I watched her, I wasn't like, oh, I'm watching a RuPaul musical challenge. When I watched her in particular, I was like, oh, wow, I'm watching like PBS, like, you know, great performances of some show. Like, that's mm-hmm. the level that she was able to perform at. There was the um, characterization. The movement was so graceful and professional. Um, her face was expressive. She clearly knew every single place in line and it didn't look rehearsed. It looked like she's just going with the flow in the moment. Yeah. That's yeah. the big key. Everybody else, like there were like even Georges, like who is also like, even though she doesn't have formal dance training, has been in the past pretty good about like, oh, this is just how I like move. And it looks like it's spontaneous. But even in this challenge, that was the other thing. And I think the face kind of gave it away where I was like, now I step over here and I go like this with my arms. Like I even got that feeling from her. But I mean, Camden really just made it so easy to watch. Mm-hmm. Very hard. I, I just I'm so happy that she was able to get the win here because to me this wasn't even close like uh, yeah you know good give the other queens their praises but this to me felt like um, you know felt like the one winner here mm-hmm. so I think that Lady Camden absolutely deserved it and I'm just happy that she was able to despite all of the drama earlier in the episode of not being able to get the part that she wants she was able to make the host role her own and really just excel to, mm-hmm. to the end so uh, i'm really happy for her there hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I also think like a lot of the Queensboro when they were voting were like, I don't, I just don't see Bosco doing this. And I actually could see Bosco doing that role, but I don't think that she would have done anywhere near as well as Camden. I think Camden was going to win regardless of whichever mm-hmm. uh, uh, role she did. I feel like Bosco actually could have done that exact performance that she tried to do as the MC and it would have worked better because you can at the very least, if you know all the words and all that kind of stuff, like, just have a passable job. You were on stage. You did all the movements. You did all the words. Good job. Like, it's just when you are the 
ingenue, even in a real skit, and you aren't giving those levels, that stands out. Yeah. Well, I think let's talk about the the question that was asked on the main stage because uh, I really just want to talk about Georgia's here. So, of course, RuPaul gives the infamous question of who do you want to go home? And everyone but Bosco says Bosco and Georgia's hits with the fact that Bosco was in the bottom three times in one episode. She's like, girl, you're talking about track record. <laughs> oh my God. That was please. Girl, I loved that. But then that also got me thinking, how did Bosco have such confidence that she was going to rock this lead role, given the fact that, yeah, she was in the bottom three times in one episode for a lip syncing, which is what you're just being tasked to do. So it's like mm-hmm. the combination of those two things. It was like mind blown. Oh, my God. Yeah, the bar erupted when that. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> it was like it was like a, it was like a slow build. It was like. Because they edited it, because I'm quite sure Lady Camden did not smirk whenever um uh uh um Bosco got those like negative critiques. They they went over to Camden and Camden's doing one of one of these, like <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that was probably about something else and they just edited it that way. But that was like the beginning of it in the bar. And the whole bar was like, oh, and then when they got to that question, and then ev- like with every time someone said Bosco's name, it was like, oh. Oh, yeah. oh! And then when it got to Georgia, and she read her like that, everyone was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man!" Oh my God, God I love Days queer people. Are insatiable, but um, yeah, it was a uh, like, look, it, it's it, she had to know that was coming. Like, I mean, if if there are no feuds that are going on between any number of queens to like easily have them to like throw each other's names in the ring. It's always going to be the person that got the worst critiques because everyone is going to go for the most political answer that they can because it, it, it just is what it is. So that way they can come back and untuck and explain the, explain the reasoning and say it's because you got the worst critiques. So that way the fans, especially if it's against a fan favorite, they don't come off of the show and get on social media and get ripped the new a-hole because they're like coming after one of the, the better queens on the show. So I, I totally get it. I understood it. And yeah, I mean, Bosco should have gone home. So <laughs> it just was what it was. It was pretty cut, cut and dry this time around. I mean, normally in every season, we have somebody who at one point was a front runner get eliminated before the final four. Like it's so someone who has a couple wins, it's not uncommon for them to go home. And so mm-hmm. Bosco was almost that casualty and literally was just the producers with chocolate who said, mm, why don't you stay? Um, yeah. Or I'm sorry, the universe. Uh, yeah. But the other thing that I need to go on a rant about with Bosco, so please allow me to have my soapbox again. I came to Georgia's, what, last week or two weeks ago for wearing very similar outfits, multiple weeks. I want to send an official apology to Georgia's when Bosco has worn the same effing outfit like for four weeks in a row. And actually part of it really literally was the same outfit. Like she reused some of the nun outfit in the lip sync episode. And now she's coming out here. So I'm with Michelle. I don't give a shit that this looks great because it really does. It's the same outfit. Girl, if you can't even give us levels in the performance, at least bring it on the runway. You're giving us monotone on the runway now. We only know you for one thing. And I do agree. I Believe me, there's a lot I don't agree when it comes to Michelle and, Michelle and, and anybody else giving critiques of like, change your hair color, then that queen goes home or whatever. But I agree with her. Don't do the Bosco eyebrow if you're trying to play somebody who is not inherently someone that your character your drag character would match with show us some versatility and then bring yourself out in the performance. You don't need to have the trademark all the time. So it just was like, Oh my goodness. I just realized like how frustrating it is to see her just completely plateau at this part of the competition and just know that, Oh, well there's the safety net that I might not go home and I didn't go home last week. And there might be a a chocolate bar. Like you have to perform as if there's no safety net. You need to plan your outfits so that they're, it's not the same exact thing four weeks in a row. That was just, okay, end rant. I mean, they're not yeah. going to know, right, is the whole thing of what weeks it's going to be, but yeah. You know, I already had this outfit two other times. 
Yeah. It's the right. same silhouette. I mean, it's, it's the Bianca thing, right? Same dress, just different colors uh, and patterns on it. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I didn't really notice it until uh, my friend pointed it out. I was like, he, she wore that last week. And then I went and looked at all the looks. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's like actually the same outfit, though. And that's what's yeah. so crazy. The Georgia thing, we were like, oh, yeah, it's like a, pr- a panty with like a piece of fabric and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But at least that had different colors or like looked slightly different each time. This was like exactly the same, except for this time it was like, here's chrome. I just, I mean, yeah, I think, I think at, th- at this point in the game, I think it's just unacceptable. I, it really is. And I know that I am not a drag queen, maybe one day. I just, and I, I know that like, it, it you know, it, it takes money. It takes time to, to put into your, into your looks, into a mass, a, a wardrobe. I understand all of that. I know that it's not just, you know, you, you, you wake up one day, decide to do drag and then you have a closet full of materials. It takes time. It takes money. It, 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 it takes a lot of support from other people in the community. I totally get it. But you, if you are auditioning to be on season 14 of Drag Race and you know the critiques that often come on the show, the easiest thing for people to critique you on will be your, your runway look. You have to know. You have to look at your looks and be like, hmm, this is looking a little samey. I think I just don't I don't know how you get on the show and you don't think that. And there's also- no way that some of your looks get taken away and then you're left with. No, that didn't happen to you, sis. You just brought the same thing, and you have no. a wall full of fabric in the in the workroom that you can make an outfit or add and to this. She's, she's a New York queen, right? Oh, she's a Seattle queen. Okay, never mind. But still, I mean, you, 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 you. If you if you know that you're going to go on the show, I feel like there are tons of designers that want their stuff on TV that always reach out to queens because yeah. they know that it's a chance for them to showcase their artwork. Let them know ahead of time, hey, I might be on the show. Do you got anything that you'd like me to wear? Come on. Like, there's got to be something. Something. And if you get there and you're having that, like, ugh, I need to do something different here. You, This is a very kumbaya cast for the most part. They're really helping each other out. They're really lifting each other up. You can't tell me if she said, you know what, this is coming across a lot like my other outfits. I'm going to try to do something with a fabric to make it maybe cover up this portion a little bit more, make it like an asymmetrical like skirt to go with something or something like that. What do you think? And bounce some of those ideas off your sister. Like if she gets eliminated, the what she packing is going to be very interesting because <laughs> I pack bra and panties. <laughs> also this bra and panties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh look i mean it's tough because i think a lot of the discussion is like well we don't want queens to have to have money to come on the show but also at the same time like the level of drag has just been raised up and up and up by these queens every season and so that just sort of like inherently becomes the norm so yeah. it's it's really think, t- yeah. tough it's an unfortunate reality of it i think i i think long are long gone are the days of you know michelle telling chi chi devane may she rest in peace no, 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 no. You don't need money, girl. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You do. You need, need money. the money. You need the access. You need, you, 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 you just do. And if that's not something that RuPaul would like to be a part of the culture of his show, then okay, well then don't put so much heavy, like no more rants about no more fucking H&M then RuPaul. Don't, mm-hmm. don't say shit like that. Like if you are okay with some queens being a little bit lesser in their career in terms of their wardrobe, then don't be so harsh on the critiques. And you know what? That And people listen to what happens on drag race people do like people some this is like some people's only window into what drag is and if the culture around this show becomes more you know uh less less harsh about people's wardrobes then that could change the perspective of how queens have to like get so glammed up all the time like we need some more adore delanos on this cast that are like i don't really fuck with all that corset shit and I'm, I, I love the, the 90s grunge movement and that's what you're going to get from me, girl. If you don't like it, then eliminate my ass. So like, like I just feel like, yeah, like cast more queens and then cast more queens that don't give a damn about like getting off pressed up and prim. And if they don't want to do that, don't come on the, don't let, don't cast them on the show. Let them come on like Joey J and be like, hmm, you're not wearing a wig. You're not wearing a wig. Bitch, she told you in her audition show she does it. Her audition team, she's not wearing a wig. So don't bring it up. Okay. Oh man, uh, Joey J. I'm a gay ass bitch. I'm Joey J. Um, yeah. I and that's the thing is, is that you know, of knowing other queens who 
like not Rue queens, but queens who perform in the real world who are like, no, I'd never go on drag race. Like that style of drag is just not my style of drag. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like very narrowing in a certain style. And, you know, just because you're a great drag queen doesn't mean you're a great drag queen contest or drag race contestant. Right. Mm-hmm. All of that can be true because it self selects for this very specific type. So mm-hmm. anyway, That's why I will be- beat the drum over and over. Dragula is the superior drag competition reality show because they are very very open about saying we are not judging your drag we are judging your drag how it relates to the challenges in this competition Mm -hmm. Um, and even then there's still issues there but it's much more about hey we like they're better at breaking down this is what you need to do in this competition um, this is a way that you can take your drag aesthetic and elevate it. Like mm. that's not what they do on Drag Race. On Drag Race, they're saying you have to fit our ideal because our ideal's correct. This is season fourteen, okay? This is season fourteen. You need to already come here with that. It's like it's like you know, uh, back in the old days of like American Idol, where people would like come on there and like just be horrible at singing, and then they'd be like, "Well, maybe you know, if I was on this competition, it could help." And they're like, "No, this competition, people like already know how to sing, girl." And that's kind of <laughs> what it is for drag race. Like, no, this competition is for people that already have extensive wardrobes. Okay, I was like, "Okay, that's well, true. good luck." Yeah. <laughs> I'll say so. this too to put some of the onus back on the queens. Y'all need to know how to sew if you want to go on the show, like. Please, for the love of God, you're 14 seasons in. Learn how to sew. Learn how to craft something, even if it's not the most amazing thing ever. Because not even just for like the design challenges and construction challenges, but purely because if you do have a moment where you're like, I don't like my runway for this, or I need to judge it up, or I need to do something, you feel like you have the agency to have a little bit more control. Or I didn't have enough money for this outfit. I got to make it myself before I go. Mm-hmm. And it creates so much animosity between a lot of these queens, especially if they're like, if you have like older guard queens that are like, on the, all of these youngins, they don't know what the hell they're doing. And then you have somebody like Valentina that gets on cast on season nine and she's only been doing drag for like for a year. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, I go into my wardrobe, I have some wine and then I just pick out whatever I want to wear that day. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> no wonder all these queens are like, at each other, like, oh my God, you're not a real drag queen. What is this? Like, Right, like in the words of the great Jasmine Masters, <laughs> I am Jasmine Masters, and I have something to say. RuPaul's Drag Race is fucked up drag. <laughs> Bottom line, cut and dry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she wasn't wrong. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's finish Jaw talking about this specific episode. We do have a lip sync to talk about, and. It is Heartbreak Hotel by Whitney Houston. We have Georges. We have Bosco in the bottom. But it kind of doesn't matter because although Bosco is eliminated, she has the golden chocolate bar. And I will tell you, Puya walked in the room and was watching with me at this moment. And I was like, the music's different. The music's different. She has the golden chocolate bar. She has to because they just didn't feel the same when they were. Yeah, the editing know, was different. Exactly. Yes. They so. usually only like go back to Rue one time. Like they'll go to the chocolate bar and the rule, like they'll cut to Rue and Rue will be like. <laughs> and this time they did that and then they cut to Rue and then they cut back to the chocolate bar and then they cut back to Rue again and Rue was like. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> It was so dramatic. I did. I did appreciate the just absolute pure response Bosco had. Like that was really heartening. Mm-hmm. Paul was like, "Yes, oh, the drag gods have saved." <laughs> like, so okay, ridiculous. girl. I, uh, I I also love how you sometimes couldn't tell that it was chocolate versus gold because of like the lighting and it was like reflective yeah. the right way. I was like, wait, is that is it gold? Yeah, it's gold. Yeah, no. Yeah. I was die laughing if they had cut to some kind of RuPaul cover of "I've Got a Golden Ticket." <laughs> I, I was about something that was that was going to happen. I was like, are you going to like bring out like freaking Leslie Jordan in like a Charlie Bucket costume <laughs> or something? Like, I would have lived for that. Oh, <laughs> I did also appreciate when they cut to like backstage after like the credits or whatever, and you mm-hmm. hear the, uh, or maybe it was in Untucked or whatever. And they go, um, Willow, Willow, tell Bosco what you said. And Willow was like, I was really happy for you, but I'm also really pissed. Yeah. 
like one queen never hear exactly how she's feeling which is like i'm really pissed right now but also happy for you yeah i don't know my conspiracy theory also is like it's the mirror reflective runway gold is reflective mm. <laughs> i think it's just yeah. a coincidence but anyway it's done the twist as long is as Ru- yeah exactly as long as rue is not like and now the golden bar will be back in circulation like no 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 it's over no no no, no. We're done with this golden bar that's fine just don't save six other queens before the bar like mm-hmm. yeah oh man uh, all right <laughs> no double shot take i don't care if it's brooklyn heights versus evie oddly quality and like way better than that only one person gets a say it's so uh, it's so funny i'm just like thinking back because i'm like our opinions it was like yeah okay so they saved all the queens because cornbread got eliminated that's fine whatever next week okay so they had a double save okay i assume that's normal so it's just like us getting worse and worse and worse as yeah. we've moved along yeah, like, we keep having well. to like make excuses <laughs> all right whatever uh okay anything else from this episode that y'all want to talk about before we get out of here yeah, I was hoping that, like, I mean, usually the bar that I go to, they will, um, they don't play Untuck. They just cut the episode off, and then whatever queen is, like, hosting the event will, like, they'll, like, have, like, a drag performance afterwards. Um, but they kept it on just a little bit to see if there was going to be, like, any spiciness, but it was pretty much what I assumed would happen, was that they'd all go back behind and be like, oh, you know, I only said your name because yada, yada, yada. So Untucked was not nothing really that spicy, but... I yeah. still live for the the moment that George just gave us. That was great. I wish mm-hmm. I had. I wish I had pulled my phone out and recorded that. Oh, that would have been so fun to have. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that was so good. She also did the thing, Beth, that you said Lady Camden should do, which was like you really wanted this role. So, like, I and I appreciate her spilling the tea, telling the truth there, and saying I, it left a bad taste in my mouth. This is the way you acted. I didn't like this because we have to remember that, quote unquote. The judges don't know what happens behind the scenes. I mean, mm-hmm. Rue is an executive producer and like showrunner of the show, essentially. So I'm assuming Rue is very cognizant as to what's happening behind the scenes. But I love when they have those moments to be like, mm, no, you know, Tyra's a bitch. Like, this is, I love those moments. Tyra's a complete bitch. <laughs> All right. So that does it for us. We will be back next week. Oh God! What even was the promo? I'm trying to remember. Um, roasting. Oh, the roast. Yes, the roast yeah. of I think Ross Matthews is what I saw somewhere. So we shall see if that's actually the case. But yeah, uh, Georges will have to compete in the comedy challenge. We'll see how that goes. But oh, I, I think uh, next week we say goodbye to a monster. Yeah, I think oh, it's no. kind of, yeah. it's okay. Just give me, just give me one last good runway look georges that's all i really care about at this point um and then you can be on your merry way uh, all right well we'll see aman uh, what do you have going on where can people find you on social media you can follow me uh remember my freaking contacts i'm taking you can follow me at aman adwin on twitter everywhere um uh, I'll be playing uh Goose stuck later on but of course by the time this is out that'll have already passed but you can check it out later on um, I've got um my Glee podcast with Matt Glory over at the choir room and then still uh helping RHAP cover BB Can and that's it alright Beth what about you same old same old you can catch me at Augusta Wind 11 on all my social media channels as well as uh on Hot Mess Moments with Dylan Zayner and and uh, with hot, uh, nope, my weekly meltdown. All these hot mess week meltdowns, blah, blah, blah. I'm all there. <laughs> okay, we got there. And you can follow me on Twitter at Liana RHAP, podcasting about the mass Singer with Puya. We just wrapped up group A. So that was really fun. And then next week, we're going to be jumping into a brand new group of contestants. So that's what kind of a cool thing about the format is. Um, and then also doing the RHAP BNB with Mike Bloom. We just recorded today with Grace Leader. So that will be out. We talked about so many terrible tribal council moments including of course the one from this latest episode so check that out as well 
For us, you can leave your star ratings and reviews on iTunes. That's always super helpful. Rob has a website.com slash drag race. And then I also want to put y'all on to a podcast that is starting back up for Temptation Island with Kirsten and Maggie. They are going to be back breaking down everything on the Hot Dummies on Islands feed. Rob has a website.com slash hot dummies if you want to check it out. And essentially Temptation Island, if you haven't seen it, it's like four couples who go back to test their relationships. And so Kirsten and Maggie are going to be breaking everything down, the filth, the outfits, the cheating, everything involved there. So you don't need to watch the show to enjoy it. It's one of those guilty pleasures. You can just listen to them talk about everything. They'll fill you in. And they will break it all down for you. So check that out. Again, Rob has a website.com slash hot dummies. Thank you to Scott St. Pierre for all your help behind the scenes. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.